Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is the podcast "Women and Mythology," and I'm your host, Maria. In today's episode, we'll look at the mother archetype in the story of Vasilisa. If you haven't heard the story yet, I invite you to return a few episodes back and just listen to the story. It will give you a better understanding of this tale and the interpretation. So, let's just dive in. As we've seen in the tale, intuition is given to Vasilisa by her mother, and is given by a very specific type of mother. It is given by the too good mother, the sweet mother, the mother that serves us really well when we are in a young age, by guarding us safe, by protecting us and nourishing us, and really keeping us in that comfortable place. If you think about it. When we are babies or very young children, we need a mother that protects us and nourishes us and teaches us the very basic because we are not able to do it for ourselves. We cannot feed ourselves or cook for ourselves. We cannot protect ourselves, and we need our mother to be there for us in that state. However, after we grow, that type of mother stops our development. We need a mother to change. So here in the tale, that is why the too sweet mother is dying, and Vasilisa's task and our task is to let the too sweet mother, the too good mother, die in our psyche. In some ways, the protective psyche—it's not adequate for one's instinctual life. We must allow to die what must die, and we know that the life and death life nature exists. So. When the too sweet mother dies, another mother will replace that. Another mother will come to life. But the first task is to let the too sweet mother die. Let me bring some examples on the outer world, so this makes a little bit more sense and it's more relatable as well. First, we need to think of the internal mother complex. It is said that every woman has an internal mother. This internal mother that we carry in our psyche is formed by our experience of our mother in the outer world when we were young, and also of other related women we had as a mothering figure. So, for example, it could be a grandmother, an aunt, a nanny, anyone who was our kind of caregivers when we were young, are part of the formula together with our mother that. Forms our internal mother complex. We've seen as well that the archetypes have their process of becoming, which means our archetypes are also transforming. So let's imagine that a woman has a very protective mother when she is young, a mother that devotes her life to this young girl, a mother that feeds her everything she needs and devotes all that attention. And also a mother that avoids any forms of risk. The child is in the playground, and she says, "No, you shouldn't go on the swing. Or if you go, don't go so high. You know, be careful, be careful, be careful. Constantly saying, be careful. What happens is this woman, as she develops, her internal mother complex will have these qualities and characteristics. It will be saying to her, "Be careful, be careful, be careful," all the time. It will be the kind of woman that. When being moved or being called to do a certain job or a certain project or enter a certain relationship or take on a certain trip or task or challenge, we'll be thinking: "Be careful! Be careful! Be careful!" 
maybe I can't do this. So we need to allow that the too good mother, the protective mother in our psyche dies for another mother to take place. A mother that is more wild, a mother that encourages risk, which is, and let's make a distinction here, is not about entering abusive relationships, doing things in a reckless way, but is about crafting a life in which you're willing to take some risks for. Crafting a life that is not about the comfort zone. Crafting a life that you have the courage and the strength to pursue some things, even though you know it might not be comfortable and you will necessarily need to stretch yourself for. If the too good mother in our psyche does not leave at a certain age, the woman tends to feel very timid to go out in the woods. And the woods here is a symbol for the unknown. The forest is a place where you go in, you know that something will happen. There is that life-death idea as well. You know, you can lose your life by going in the woods. But at the same time, your life can be enlarged by that journey, by that initiation. So if the too good mother stays in that psyche, the person might feel a big struggle to, let's say, move out of someone's home or to quit a job that they hate because they need that safety. Also, we might see the too good mother acting in different aspects of our life. Maybe someone has a too good mother when it comes to relationships, but then when it comes to their projects and life and career, they are very bold and very wild and they trust their intuition and they trust their heart and they just go for it. But when it comes to relationship, they play it very safe and they compromise their soul in, it, in its part. It could be the opposite as well. Someone who's very bold in their relationships, allow themselves to experiment, doesn't compromise their happiness. However, when it comes to their work, they tend to be very timid. So the important thing here to understand is that the two good mother serves us well. Let's not imagine the two good mother as this useless archetype. Quite the contrary, it is ex essential for us to have in a young age. If at young age we had a mother that is not protective, that did not nourish us, that did not take care of us, we might also become and grow up to be someone who is reckless, who does not know how to care for our own selves, to mother our own self. So to have a too good mother in the beginning of our life is very important, but after some point, this too good mother needs to die to allow space for development and growth. And to allow this too good mother to die means to let die the values and attitudes within the psyche, which no longer sustains us. So I invite you to reflect, where have you merged with the protective mother for too long? Remember, we must not marry, we must not integrate ourselves with a protected mother for such a long time. We become scant instead of strong when we do so. And we're never completely ready to leave the nest. This is another thing to always know. We're never completely ready to leave the nest. But we must just go, not knowing what will happen next. I feel in today's world, we deeply want to know and plan everything. And it's very hard for us to take a step without knowing what's going to happen next. You know, everyone wants to have 
a job lined up before they quit their first job. They want to have a backup plan before ending a relationship. And that's not really how it works. When it comes to letting the two good mother die, it is really about being comfortable not knowing what will happen next. Just like Fasalisa, when she enters the forest, she does not know what's going to happen, but she trusts her intuition. She trusts herself. I would like to share with you a quote from the book Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkolaistez, where she says, what does the too good mother, the protective psyche says when we try to leave it, when we try to let it die, when we try to break that relationship and take the risks. The too good mother in our psyche says things like this. Oh, don't say that. Or you can't do that. Or, well, you're certainly not one of my children, friends, peers, if you do that. Or it's dangerous out there. Or who knows what will become of you if you insist on leaving this warm nest. Or you're just going to humiliate yourselves, you know. Or even more insidious still, pretend you are taking risks, but secretly stay here with me. These are all the voices of the frightened and rather exasperated too good mother within the psyche. She cannot help herself. She is what she is. Yet, if we merge with the too good mother for too long, our lives and our gifts for expression fall into the shadows and we become scant instead of strong. So remember, being good, being sweet, being only protective to ourselves will not make life sink. We need to let go of the two good mother, knowing that she has left us with two very special gifts, the gift of intuition and also the gift of knowing how to mother and how to care for ourselves in an appropriate manner with equilibrium, not in a scared way. I hope this brief interpretation of the two good mother has helped you understand a little bit more of the first moment of the tale of Vasalisa and has inspired you to reflect on your own relationship with your inner mother. I would love to hear from you, so feel free to drop a message on my Instagram, Woman and Mythology, or at my website, womanandmythology.com. I'll continue interpreting these tales on our next episodes. Until then, I wish you courage to allow your too good mother to die. Mythmaker Podcast Network.